You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Nilsson and I work as a development strategist in the region Jönköping. I also work part of my time as a project leader at Sala with Patient Compact, a great uh, big co-production uh, program in Sweden. And today I am uh, in the north of Sweden and it's a lovely August evening and I have the opportunity to have a little conversation with Bo Bergman, and you will soon introduce yourself. I will just set this in the little context first. Uh, in Sweden, we are in a big transformation of the healthcare system, where we really have to figure out uh, how we can support uh, inhabitants so they can live their life from what is their good life for what is important for them and how we can support a partnership with healthcare where primary care is the coordinator and hospital care only when needed. And uh, I'm very curious how we will learn how to design in interaction with inhabitants a seamless system with services and the best healthcare in the world and from their needs. So uh, if that is the context, then we will talk a little about what can support us, what can guide us in this learning journey, and how can we keep our curiosity for, for this, because we have no answer. And this is a conversation about the journey. So, uh, Bo Bergman, it's a great pleasure to have this conversation with you. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm a professor emeritus at Chalmers University of Technology, and I have been for the last... Uh, 15 years uh, working within the Center for Healthcare Improvement, which is in, in, within Chalmers. And we have a lot of education for professionals within the improvement science uh, area. So uh, that's my, my background. Mm. Uh, and you have also done research and you have written books. And, uh, oh, yes. I, I, I'm really coming very far back in, in history. I was in, in the aerospace industry working with safety and quality and reliability and, uh, and have then after that made a lot of research in the quality area. Mm. How long is your experience? When did you start get curious and um, learn <laughs> the, about the, this? The, uh, I um, started my career in, in 1969 uh, in the quality field and mm. before that I was of course at the university uh, but that's 69 so that's a, yeah and you are a, a really well-known person in Sweden and also in other countries I know and um, if I should ask you because this will also take us to the coaching and your wise thoughts around this uh, what would you say if you would start with a little with the quality improvement and, and the theory behind that? Uh, I would very much start with, with uh, the, in the history. We, we, yes. we have been very much influ influenced by Deeming's work on profound 
knowledge, what he was talking about in, in the end of his life, probably very much uh, stimulated by his conversations with Chua. And when we're talking about the, his, what he called profound knowledge, uh, it was about uh, variation, it was about system thinking, it is about psychology, it is about, uh, about knowledge creation. And this was, as he said, and I, I completely agree, even though I would like to extend it, it's very much what you need as a leader to lead mm. in a transformation of mm. your organization, or even in the healthcare system we are talking mm. about mm. now. So, and I think that sometimes we are diminishing the, this system of knowledge by saying it's improvement knowledge. And I can see that much more in Sweden where we have diminished the psychology part to mean psychology of change. It's not about that only. It's about how we are thinking in our organization about joy in work. That was a very mm. important part also in Deming's talks. He, he had that on uh, how can we create joy in work. Why and is that so important? If you, if you, we want to be, talk about being, uh, say, uh, evidence-based. And if we think about what has been happening in psychology the last 40 years, there has been quite a lot of research on how we behave. There is a popular book I, I could recommend to anybody who hasn't read it. Uh, Pink in his uh, mm. the drive. Uh, drive the, forces. So, yeah, the, the astonishing <coughs> fact about how we how we are we are going on. So this is there is quite a lot of evidence that we we should know take in as a leader in our organization because our systems are so complex especially the healthcare system so if we are trying to to do plan a lot in the in the beginning and then planning 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 and then try to do what we have planned we will see that won't work because things happen during the time and also when we are doing so what we are changing your, yeah. the system so so our plan won't work mm. so there is the the need for local knowledge creation and i think this and how should we work with that then because we also need to have something where we go we have this direction. So what's your yeah, thoughts, we, how we could coach that perspective? When we are talking about uh, the, uh, the, the uh, close, the, the, yeah. the, the care uh, close health, to the health, inhabitants. We, yeah. Yes. Then we are talking about health and lives. Yeah. That's that what we are wanting. We yeah. will have the citizens of Sweden yeah. should have a 
better health and better life. Yeah. And and if we are going from that mm. and trying to see what 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 are the what can the healthcare system mm. help us with? Because there's a lot of other things mm. in health and life, mm. but what can the healthcare system mm. do? And and then we can see that we in Sweden have been very, very heavy on the hospital side. Mm. And we also have enormous, fantastic results. Mm. So we shall, of course, try to keep that. Mm. But the thing is that we have lousy availability. Mm. We have a, a problem with mm. the interaction between different parts. We have, a mm. municip we have three types of, of, mm. of healthcare municipality and the uh, mm. and the uh, primary care and the hospital care and and that's not a seamless mm. process so we need to work with that to give us mm. a, a, a better health mm. better life mm. and uh, so I can see that if we are we, we need to take a step back and and think about what uh, what's the established knowledge mm. we can utilize in mm. the leadership mm. for that transformation mm. i'm also very interested in the capacity building how can we support awareness uh, so people can be aware that they have their own resources and how can we be curious how we can from that perspective support that uh, their resources sometimes it might be 90 percent sometimes one percent but always from the patient's perspectives mm -hmm. and how can we build the capacity in the interaction the co-production uh, lens and, and what's your thoughts around that because you has also worked a lot with services and how we mm -hmm. develop services and mm -hmm. i think sometimes in healthcare we have the variation how good we will be to, to really interact and understand it's in the interaction. It's not a product, it's a service. Mm -hmm. Can you mention something around that? Mm -hmm. I dropped that. Um, <laughs> uh, services contra product. Oh yeah. Uh, in a way, uh, as you know, in some respects, there's a lot of differences, but in others, it's not. It's about understanding your customers and, and what you are, why are you doing things? And, and that's similar if it's products or goods or, or, or its services. And even if you are in the experience industry, it's the same. Mm -hmm. So we need to, to think how can we understand how those we are there for? But I also think when you do a product, you do it for someone. But the services, it is in the interaction, in the meeting, yes. and how we can be so, so the deeper understanding for really, really when is the value created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's of course. So, so to build mm -hmm. that capacity from this perspective, how we really, because I think we will not, we will not have the resources in healthcare, we know that, for the welfare, mm -hmm. uh, to, to do everything we would mm -hmm. like to do. So mm -hmm. how can we find a good way to develop 
our services so we don't doing things for not create value for the as you say the the need from the customer and to really huh. go close to that customer segmentation and really create mm. for that mm. i would say that it's easy to think of how we are doing it today and do it even better mm. but in the future we the the reality will be very very different we will have a the possibility to have to interact on large distances and and so on so there is the the interaction is not are we ready for that in healthcare you think no not at all i think yeah, yeah. and how you can have we coach a long, that readiness long way to go yeah. but really how can we coach re- that reality Yes, it's uh, it's not that easy, no. but you have good examples. There are a number of of illustrations of this out there, mm. and, and to see how they are working, the health city of Engelholm, not taking anything mm. from the outside, but in in Sweden, mm. they have. Mm made it much easier to mm. make new mm. uh, to make innovations mm. and change mm. how they are interacting mm. with their mm. customers mm. and their patients mm. so if we go to the now we talked a lot about the patients and i really love that that's my favorite focus but also the professionals and i think we have to also spend a lot of time to be curious about what makes them feel they can be able to do the job they want to do mm-hmm. to support the patients so uh, i know you have been talking and yesterday we had a common presentation and you mentioned and talked about this how we can share aim in mm-hmm. the system yeah. and to yeah. keep it even if it's complex not to make it over complex but mm-hmm. to try to make it so it can be done in the system yes. would you tell yeah. us a little about your theories around share aim and yeah um, when we are looking on on two things at the same time we could have a big problem when we are looking on how, how are we doing just now doing and we are very and fully occupied with helping the patient which is here and now but if we are still going that way only we we miss the future so we have to have both a a a, a horizon far away and the very close one but it's very hard to bridge that so you have to take the horizon a little bit closer but see that these are the distant one and the closer one should go together you should support what you're doing tomorrow should support what you are doing in the future and what you think you will do in the future of course it won't be the way we think in the future because so much is happening as i said with the the the, uh, uh, the technology helping us to bridge different distances so we we will um, we will um, 
scary. It's easy that we go the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and how so to support goal sharing? What I could call goal sharing. Mm. Uh, there is a other word in English. It's called policy deployment, but I think that's not a real good one. And there is a a, a, a Japanese word for it, which is called hoshinkanri, and that's of course a a. a uh, it's like that direction and so on, and uh, I like that better. But but it's uh, goal sharing is something which I think because we should share the same goals in the organization. We should try to share the same goal, and that's mm. of course the role of leaders. Mm. And in many cases, there are so many goals. Mm. So that we can't concentrate mm. on all what we mm. have. So we have to think about what are the few very, very important goals mm. the way we do in the organization. Mm. And goal sharing is this to, to have common goal, mm. but it's also to have these common goal put share uh, or divided in different mm. parts, mm. at least that are. Mm. double meaning of sharing mm. perhaps that's wrong mm. because that's mm. swingish rather mm. than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. english um so we, we um, uh, and, and there are we have a, a hospital in in uh, the vega region, mm. region which in the west of sweden mm. uh, where they have that as their their focus mm. uh, so they have only three mm. uh, Really, why are we here? Mm. Patient satisfaction, mm. a care, mm. world-class care, mm. and joy in work for mm. the employees. Mm. And these three, mm. they have put that in, in uh, different improvement mm. areas. Which mm. so, so for the next year, they mm. have these areas are where we are working now, mm. trying to reach even better on mm. these areas mm. that we're talking about. And I think that, it, that is really interesting. And in Jönköp in the region, we have this storytelling for many years. We work towards best for Esther. And now we have Britt mm. Marie and we have a lot of other names who support us to, to make this person-centered. Mm. And how will we do the agreement with Britt Marie and Esther and all others? Mm. what they can do for themselves and what can healthcare support with, how can we support with mm. the coordination and, uh, and so on. And I think it's really, really interesting with this dialogue and when you talk about this too, I, it makes me think about how we really, really can support the professionals who have to do their daily work and at the same time support them to see they are part of the goal sharing and they feel they own that and have the mm. ownership so yeah. because if we should build the culture and the structure they must go hand in hand and do you have some thoughts around that when we should coach a culture change because it's a lot of culture change but it's at the same time the structure change yeah. so but it's, it's interesting that you're talking about the structure change because i can see when we are looking on the Swedish national culture. There is a, a uh, ongoing research for several uh, decennia back, which called the World Value Survey. 
And there you can see that the Swedish culture is extreme. It's not lagom, I mean, it's a mm. <laughs> Swedish word and yeah. something in the middle. Uh, it's not lagom. Mm. It's, it's very extreme. And it's on, on two uh, rides, uh, two um, uh, directions. Mm. One is how individuals mm. are free to express themselves. Mm. And on, on the society mm. side, how society is more structured, traditional, or it's uh, more rational, it's mm. open, you can, you can uh, mm. there, there is no pressure mm. from the culture. And we are extreme there. But especially going into healthcare today, mm. I think that we have a lot of, of not utilizing the national culture in Sweden. Mm. It's much more top-down, it's much more uh, deciding for people, not, not have that trust. It's a, there is an interesting uh, movement in Sweden which I have not really went into, but the government have a, 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 a um, commission for trust. How can we build our organization on trust? And, and I think that's a very important thing. In, in traditional um, management theory, it's, uh, the manager is saying what you are going to do. That's not traditional in, in, uh, in modern industry any longer, but I think it's traditional in the meaning of what's done in healthcare. You, you, even though managers perhaps in healthcare have much less to really decide about. There is the, the, the view that they are deciding for the people in the organization. So we have to twist that. And many are doing and trying to do that. Mm. I just read an interesting book, uh, which is uh, called in Swedish, Befria Sjukvården, and that is make the healthcare free, and free from what? And I'm coming from the industry, but the, it was free from the industrial tradition. But it was not the modern industrial uh, thoughts. It was the thoughts going back in the Tayloristic uh, area. Uh, There's a lot of Tayloristic thinking in healthcare, there is a lot of mass production. When you're saying the difference between services and 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 and, and um, production, okay. but you have really organized healthcare mm. as a mass production mm. system, mm. and and that's not. Mm. That's I think that is one of the clue. We need to really understand what is services. Yes, yeah, yes, and and, and and also mm. also when you have mm. even mm. where you have traditional production mm. in 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 industries mm. and, and mm. on the forefront mm. they they don't have the mass production mm. ideas mm. they are more service type mm. but of mm. course they are doing making mm. producing mm. products mm. so there so is it, a yeah. huge uh, 
enormous possibilities, mm -hmm. but there are structures which are very hard to, mm -hmm. to really go through. So and I think also it depends also where we are, where we are in our view, where we look into the system, where we have what rooms we are in. Mm -hmm. And I think for the coaching, when, when I've been involved with All Humble in this, it is also how we can support everyone to not sit on their chairs and say, how, what have they thought about this and what mm -hmm. shall we do? It is everyone's responsibility and we should coach that to stand up and say, I want to be one of them who are thinking about what, could, what can we learn from this and how can we set the learning and how can we set the inspiration for go together. And um, I, I'm really happy to be part of the SALA's work with Patient Compact, who comes from the mm -hmm. government, because it's also started from the patient's point of view, mm -hmm. and it's the, both the professionals and the patients. And I believe the relationship is the, the clue, the heart in this transformation. Mm -hmm. So how we can really, really support the journey where everyone can be involved in this and thinking together. and and. Therefore, I also love the way when you talk, Boo, about uh, we had a dialogue yesterday about learning models and there is not one way. We have to really be open to, to see. And you mentioned that one of the important things to coach is organizations, um, how fast they can change, be able to transform. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one really important thing in this journey because um, it's hard to do the everyday work and at the same time see you have the mm -hmm. other work mm -hmm. to look at mm -hmm. the, the horizon who mm -hmm. is uh, far away, but how we can set the coaching. So I think I would like to ask you one last summarize from you or an advice to this journey. And then I think we will look at this like a start to a conversation we hope will continue because mm -hmm. that podcast is for a starter for conversations and feed for thought. Mm -hmm. So would you like to end this book yeah, with some thoughts? What we need, as yeah. you said, we need uh, organizational improvement capability. And I had a colleague uh, who had been researching about learning organizations and things like that. And, and when I was looking on, on successful organizations, they saw that it was three types of learning mechanisms which we need. Uh, one was a, a cognitive learning mechanism. So we have to change the thinking in the organization. And there, going back to what I started, where I started with the, the profound knowledge in all these areas, how we are, are thinking about the, in the organization. And then, then there is a procedural <laughs> mechanism, uh, uh, learning mechanism. So, so how, how are we doing? How are we really uh, making improvements? Very often when we have uh, talking about teaching and probably coaching also, we are more uh, talking about procedures in a way, uh, more or less uh, open. I think that coaching is much more open type of procedures, while in Im improvement work, we have been very, uh, sometimes very mechanistic in, 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 uh, in the, the procedures. And then there is, you know, so that's the second. The third 
learning mechanism is how is the structure in the organization. So, so structural uh, work is important. Mm. And of course, that's not what something we can do overnight. No. We have to see this in a, I- yeah. in a longer way. Yeah. Yeah. Might be I could take one example. We have been talking about this uh, close care for, for uh, where, where municipalities mm. and primary care and hospitals are working together. I have uh, had a, a, a PhD student who in the beginning of the 2022 20, or 2002 or something, uh, initiated together with others a cooperation between community, uh, municipality, uh, primary care and hospital. And it took a long time before they really came into speaking terms with each other mm. and understand. Uh, so mm. what I will press on is that mm. these types of transformation mm. take long time mm. and we have to be uh, have a patience mm. uh, so and build trust and relationships exactly, and both exactly. culture and structure because yeah we will lose and yeah. win and we have to gain and yeah. win together yeah. and sometimes yeah. we can't all win all the time but yeah. we have to see that mm. if we work together, it's mm. much better mm. relation. And I think what Paul Battalion used to say, it's all about people. We sometimes name them patients and sometimes professionals. I like that. So I would like to say thank you, Boo, for sharing your thoughts. And uh, I'm really inspired to think further from them. And to you who listen, we will say thank you. And we say keep on learning and help others. Thank mm. you. I agree. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.